Welcome back to the Anime Summon Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most Sam, the bomb. It is October 15th, and. Whew! Let me tell you guys. I. <laughs> I like to get too personal like, on the podcast or the newscast, you know? But man, after not having like a job job for. I don't know, since January? And then I, so I started like three weeks ago. This week was my third week. And I'm still like. I mean, I'm getting used to it faster than I thought I would, honestly, but... Man, dude. I'm just like, I'm so tired. I'm so not used to it. But I think I'm, I'm getting used to it definitely faster than I expected, so... But yeah, I, it, it was weird because my first, my first two weeks felt like they went slow. And this week... Kind of felt like it went faster a little bit. And... You know, Trisha would say that all the time. I'd pick her up from work, and she's, she'd be like, man, this week went fast. And then the next week, she'd be like, man, this week went slow. And I'd be like, how does it different? Like, I don't understand. Now I totally get it. It's crazy. And honestly, like, actually, like, if, if I'm thinking about it, this is actually the first time I've had a 40-hour-a-week job. Like, like, yeah, my previous job was every day, but it wasn't a full eight hours. Like, it just wasn't. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But, yeah, I'm happy to be working, and I can buy more anime booby figures now. Uh, that being said, let's do it, shall we? Let's get into the news. Actually, it might be a smaller newscast episode, just because a lot going on. Um, I do have a lot of anime, more anime news again than than non-anime news, but... It's also just like I'm also trying not to repeat things for, you know, over and over again or whatever. But so not a lot of anime news or non-anime news, but some big things. So let's just jump right in, huh? First of all, I do want to say uh, Rest in Paradise, Daisei Fuji. Um, they were uh, a game designer for Super Robot Wars, Super Robot Tyson. Um he worked at like a toy design company and a freelance designer and he was an artist for like he did like SD character designs and he like did original like mecha designs and SD mecha designs and uh he did like the art designs for like SD Gundam the anime like the 3D CG anime SD Gundam from like the early 2000s um, and he did the mecha design for Super Robot Wars OG. Um, anyway, he passed away, so. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Super Robot Wars, um, I'm sure they're gonna put, like, a dedication to him in the, in the, the new game, which, I mean, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, he passed away a couple days ago. But speaking of the new game, we also did get a new trailer for it, which is really cool. Um, and they announced some new, like, DLC you can get with, where it adds extra stories, therefore adding extra playable, uh, characters and franchises and such. So, you know, fucking Jay Decker, uh, Sakura Tyson, Sakura Wars, 
things like that. Super cool. Um, and it just sucks because now he's not going to see get to see people play his game. and Oh, it's crazy. But I'm excited. So I'm excited to play that. So, yeah, dude. Uh, moving on, though. Um, they've kind of talked about some of the new characters in Saints Row. And in this time around, you're playing... I don't, I don't know if you're playing a custom character or not. I think you are. Because that's how all Saints Row games are. But, like, the main four characters that you see in the trailer, um, I think they're going to be, like, your crew. So, they kind of they kind of came out with, like, a little... Uh, Game Informer came out with, like, a little essay on them. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy gets launch trailer. Adam Warlock teased. Very cool. Very cool. They also um, talked about Will Poulter playing Adam Warlock in the... Uh, movies so that is pretty cool um he's gonna play adam warlock in gardens of the galaxy volume three um but yeah gardens of the galaxy game with adam warlock pretty sweet um apparently in metroid dread there's a progress ending bug so uh nintendo has issued a warning about a bug currently present in metroid dread that prevents players from progressing further This bug can be especially annoying because it can occur near the final sections of Metroid Dread. Nintendo says a fix for the bug will be released by the end of October, so it seems it will be no more sometime within the next few days. Next 16 days. However, that means that Metroid Dread players might still run into it now and then. Fortunately, Nintendo has detailed how to avoid it or get rid of it if it's already encountered. You'll know you've hit the bug if you receive a message that says the software was closed because an error occurred followed promptly by the game forcibly closing. This bug occurs under specific sequence of events, though, according to Nintendo. Near the end of the game, if a player destroys a door while a map marker for that specific door is displayed on the map, the game will forcibly close and the message above will appear on the screen. Um, Here's what you need to do if you encounter that bug, or have already begun the sequence of events that will lead to encountering the bug. Restart the game and, before playing through this sequence, remove the door icon map marker to prevent the error from occurring. And then once the October 2021 software update is available, be sure to update Metroid Dread to avoid encountering the bug. Well, of course. So anyway, hope that helps for anyone who's going through that or is afraid to go through it. Um, I found this list by Game Informer that I thought was kind of interesting just because it's spooky season. Uh, Top 10 horror games you should play right now. Um, these are not really in any specific order. Um, but yeah. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Resident Evil Village. Little Nightmares 2. Until Dawn. Soma. Uh, Dead by Daylight, of course. Uh, Phasmophobia. Visage. Devotion. Returnal. And, uh, that's, oh, that's it. That was the last one. I thought there was more. Sorry. Returnal. Uh, these are all available on PC. I think the only one that's not available on PC was Returnal and Until Dawn. Um, but yeah, the most of them are, actually, they're all on PlayStation pretty much. So they're all on PlayStation except for Devotion. Devotion's just on PC. But yeah, there you go. Joe and Mac remake announced for 2022. If you don't know what Joe and Mac is, it was this this uh in japan it was called caveman ninja but um 
It was developed by Data East and first released in arcades in 1991, and it came in North America after it appeared on the NES, Super Nintendo, and Genesis, and Game Boy, Amiga, everything. Um, but you can use, yeah, it's actually on the Nintendo Switch Online, on the SNES uh, emulator. But there's a remake coming out for it, and uh, it's like animated side scroll. So, like, uh, you know, um, using Flash, I think, probably, or some form of uh, animation program with 2D animation instead, very much like. Um, Kind of like a, kind of like a Cuphead, I guess you could say, except Cuphead was like hand drawn. That was crazy. So that's kind of a weird example. But like, um, if you ever played Foul Play or um, something like that, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, Joan Mack is classic. Where the cards fall, or where? Oh, sorry, where cards fall is uh, coming to Switch and PC in November, and is a puzzle platformer in isometric view, and you kind of have to get through the level. And you have to get from one spot to the next when, you know, by kind of walking across these cards and, and like, they fall where they fall, you know? So, like, it's kind of cool. It looks really sweet. I suggest you look that up. And it could be a fun, like, travel game, you know? Solar Ash delayed till December, less than two weeks away from release date. Heart Machine Solar Ash has been delayed. It was originally set to release on October 26th. Heart Machine and Annapurna Interactive have decided to delay the release, saying, We want Solar Ash to shine. And we need a bit more time to get the last pieces of polish and bug fixes into the game. While still navigating this global pandemic as a highly dedicated team, this short delay will help us get there. I mean, and I'll say this. Um, if you're going to... And, and I totally get it, right? I think it's, I think it's great that companies, like especially game, you know, game development companies, you know, they always go on their Twitter or or social media, wherever, and announce, like, these delays and stuff. And it just seems so common now, and it's definitely more common with the pandemic. It's almost just kind of like you just expect it. And I know that can be really frustrating to a lot of people. And at the same time, it's just kind of like you just got to be patient, man. Like, everyone's trying to work, work through this thing. Like, my new job, I'm working from home. Like, we don't even... I guess they're saying that we don't even know if we're going to go back in the office until next year. So, yeah, I don't even know. You know, it's it's crazy. This pandemic Lovato is fucking everyone up, you know. And it's just kind of like there are there are those those people who who always tend to be louder, right? So you think you think they're the majority, but they're not the majority at all. Uh the majority of gamers are patient and will wait, you know what I mean? But then you hear these loud few who are really pissed and they're like, "Well, we've waited this long and this long." And, uh, you know, obviously, th- this is only being delayed a couple months more, so it's, like, not really a big deal. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, have some patience. Have some empathy, you know? Um, Call of Duty Vanguard might be the first game in a new trilogy. The Call of Duty franchise covers multiple theaters of war. Um, we take on the role of soldiers on the front lines, and sometimes these players become mainstays. Call of Duty Vanguard is the latest entry in the long-running COD universe, and its writers and games characters be main, to be mainstays. Vanguard might end up being the first game in another Call of Duty trilogy. Um, yeah, it looks cool. I think it's supposed to take place, like, in the 80s or something? I don't even know what this looks like. Call of Duty Vanguard. I haven't played a Call of Duty game in so long. I just assume that because it's Call of Duty, I'm afraid that if I buy it, 
in order to play like the actual way I want to play it, I have to pay for all this extra sh- bullshit, and I don't want to fucking do that. Oh, World War Two setting. Um, while the World War Two setting may be one that's been used time and time again from a number of titles, um, Call of Duty and Vanguard will explore the World War Two with environments that have been traditionally explored, but also numerous other fronts and theaters. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Getting another Call of Duty um, game set in World War Two. I think the original Call of Duty was... That's the original one, right? The original one was... The first two Call of Duty games were were back then, weren't they? Hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up because I'm, like, curious. Call of Duty starting out in 2003. Here's the first one. Call of Booty takes place during World War Two, And, uh, yeah, Call of Duty 2 was, like, the big one that was, like, that one was huge because it came out on... Um, Oh no, this one came out in 362. But Metal, Metal, or yeah, Call of Duty uh, 2 was the one that was like, they were huge. It was like, that was like the European shit, like Germany and uh, all that nonsense. Anyway, so new Call of Duty game in World War II, so that could be cool. Uh, let's see, let's see. Unsighted. This looks like a cool indie game. For people who are fans of like Hyperlight Drifter, um, this looks really cool. It it kind of just it has that same um, pixely look to it. Um, almost it almost looks like the same. Wait, are these the same developers? Hold on a second. Hold on. Either that or this is just getting like published by Humble Games, developed by Studio Pixel. Studio Pixel. Hmm. Oh, Studio... Wait, no, hold on a second. Video game developer. No, that's not the same. That's not the same. Studio Pixel. This website is in Japanese. I have no idea. That's not the right thing. That ain't the right thing. Oh, Giant Bomb. Studio Pixel, Cave Story, Pink Heaven. I don't think that's the same one. Are you sure it's the same one? That doesn't seem like the same one. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Daisuke. Daisuke, um... Amaya, who did Cave Story. I don't think that's the same. That's not the same. That's not the same one. I don't know. It might be. But anyway, it very much reminds me of Hyper Light Drifter, um, which I just played for the first time, like, earlier this year, which is fucking amazing. Fucking amazing game. Um, but yeah, that looks really sweet. Um, okay, so now let's move on to the um, big video game news here. We got a new kind of Nintendo Direct where they showed... Um, Animal Crossing updates, Pokemon updates for Brilliant Diamond and um, Shining Pearl or whatever. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition. We talked about that last week. Now I'm going to come on the Switch. And uh, they talked more about... Uh, oh, I want to know what this is right here. Pokemon Trading Card Game Celebrations. What is this? 
Oh, this is just the set. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was like a new video game thing. Yeah, no, this is the Pokemon twenty five. Yes, yeah, so we talked about that already. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, let's talk about um, animal saucing. So Nintendo Switch Online, we talked about how they were gonna. We we talked about the Genesis and Nintendo sixty four upgrade, and how that was gonna be like you had to pay more for that ver to get that version of it. Um. So they revealed the new price. So right now, the price for an individual person is uh twenty bucks and then thirty-five for family. Uh twelve months single and family is twenty and thirty-five respectively. It'll now be for twelve for a year, it'll now be fifty um for 50 bucks for an individual and 80 for family. So you can still, um, you can still like, I think you can still do the 20 and $35 one, the cheaper one, but that's like, it doesn't come with like the, the, uh, Nintendo 64 and the Sega. So, like, you'd have to do the $50 one for individual or 84 expansion or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Also, for those who are, like, playing Animal Crossing and they don't, you don't want to do that upgrade because you're, you know, oh, I don't want to. So, like, here's the thing, right? I'm not, I'm not explaining this very well at all. So, here's the thing. The, the the Nintendo 64 and Sega is called the expansion pack of Nintendo Switch Online, right? And that costs 50 for individual, 80 for family, right? Okay, done. So the thing about it, though, is that the Animal Crossing DLC, Happy Home Paradise, um, is going to be... Uh, it comes with that. Um... Launching November 5th. Uh, and if you don't want to do, like, the, the new expensive um, Nintendo Switch Online, you can just buy the the, the Happy Home Paradise DLC um, if you want. So you don't have to, like, um, you know, upgrade to the, the new Nintendo Switch Online just just to get it you can just buy the dlc for 25 bucks so yeah it's kind of like it, it, it has a bunch of stuff so obviously we've been waiting for this update for a long time like every ver updated version of animal crossing new horizons that we've gotten has been uh you know 1.1 1 1.1 whatever whatever and we've all kind of talked about before like oh i wonder what's going to be like when two point version 2.0 comes out and if they're even going to do that lots of new furniture lots of new hairstyles of course but not just that new npc characters um that are island states so like we're getting the brewster's cafe above the museum and more stuff happening on harv's island um lottie who is the paradise planning uh person um you can now do accent walls so like you put up your wallpaper, right? But then you can do one wall, have one wall just be like an accent wall, right? New items, new furniture, everything. 
and honestly, like I'm doing so bad explaining it, but you should just go and on YouTube and watch the uh, Happy Home Paradise trailer. It's fucking amazing, and I'm, this is the actual, the exact kind of um, update that New Horizons kind of needs to kind of revamp it and bring it back. Because obviously there are people who still play it right now, but like this will get people back involved in it and back in love with it. I'm more like watching the trailer today. I was already like, "Fuck! I gotta get my I gotta get on my island and clean it up." Like, I, you know, now I gotta make space for the for this new place and new this and whatever. And we're seeing Kappa come back, and he can take you to mysterious islands. And, um, yeah. Oh, here's the best part. So in New Horizons, right, they kind of didn't put gyroids in the game, or gyroids, gyroids. They didn't put gyroids in the game. The only time you see a gyroid is when you're building, like, a bridge or stairs or whatever, or an incline or whatever the fuck. Um, And then, they, you know, they sit there overnight, and you pay them the bells to, like, pay it off. Dude, they're bringing back gyroids straight up. So, like, you find gyroid fragments, and then you plant them, and then water them, and they grow into, like, a new random gyroid that you can decorate your house with or your yard or whatever the hell. So, really friggin' cool. Really like that. So, that's awesome. Yeah, I honestly, just go in and watch the, the trailer, because I, I did such a bad job explaining it. But, um... And then so now uh, you'll be designing dream vacation homes for people um, on the archipelago, helping to design the home's exterior, uh, yards and fences. Oh, you can now customize fences. Um, you can have – there's more options to customize your house on the outside so it looks different. It's going to be sweet. It's, 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 a, it's basically a sequel, you know. It's a well, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not that bunch, but it's a big, big update for sure. Um, let's move into some uh, movie news, and then we'll get the hell out of here um, and go into the anime news. But um, some tabletop news, real quick. Shoot, hold on a sec. I just closed it like a dummy. Oh my god. Okay, let me give you this tabletop news, and then we'll get into the movie news. You guys, I'm doing the newscast so bad today. I'm so sorry. I'm doing so bad. Don't look at me. Here we go. Um, I was going to talk about these new Y sets that it's so weird. The way Bushy Road handles announcements is like people obviously are finding these announcements quicker than, um, you know, quicker than uh, they're making them, you know, because we just watch the Japanese announcements, you know. Than the American, yeah, Bushy Road USA or North America does a really bad job. Um, but yeah, so in Japan, you can get these the Japanese versions of these cards, and I, I would, you know, that just is all up to you. These sets that I'm about to tell you about, I honestly don't think they're going to come to English. The only time sets come to English is if the anime is popular here. Um, most of the time, okay. So, um, Persona Five, Attack on Titan, Seven Deadly Sins, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, um. These sets that I'm about to tell you about, I don't think they're going to come out in English. So they're available for pre-order now on rockgames.org. I don't know that website, so I don't, I can't tell you, you know, give you referrals if it's a good website or not. There are plenty of other websites that have these sets up for pre-order that you can check out on your own, do your own research before you buy. Um, but yeah, these sets will also have the new updated boosters like I told you about like a week ago. Um, but we have World Trigger. 
which is nice because like season three is coming out. Uh, D side trauma ray and little busters chronicle. I'll tell you right now, D side trauma ray and little busters chronicle. And I could be wrong, but I definitely think those are not going to come out in English. So what I'm basically saying is if you want these sets or want these cards buy the Japanese ones, um, because I don't think they're, they're just not, there's no, there's never been a little buster set to come out, um, in Japan or in, in, sorry, in English. So like when they, when they redid the angel beat set for English, they called it the re English set or something like that. They changed the trial deck. Uh, they changed the trial deck card list and made it to all Angel Beats cards because the original trial deck that came out for Angel Beats in Japan was actually a mixture of Angel Beats and Kudwafter, uh, which is Kudravika from Little Busters. So, yeah, so honestly, I don't think, and I've never seen a Little Buster set come to English. So, uh, as for World Trigger, I think World Trigger is pretty popular over here. It's popular enough. So, that one might come to English. So, I don't know. It's up to you. You do whatever you want. So let's move on to some movie news. The new trailer for the Scream, the new Scream movie came out simply just titled Scream. Uh, not Scream 5, just Scream. Uh, it looks okay. I mean, it, it looks fine. Um, did I? Do I really think it needed another sequel? No. Um, do I like the Scream series? Yeah, I do. I, I, I enjoy the first one a lot. The second one's pretty good. Third one was kind of a miss, I think. Um just because like I get it you know I think they wanted it just to be a trilogy the fourth one was kind of like a nostalgia thing uh, and that's what this one is you know it's just trying to like the fourth one was like you never thought they were going to make a fourth one and they did and then you never thought they were going to make a fifth one and they did actually I think we all kind of expected the fifth one never mind that's a lie because you know nostalgia is huge right now so uh, speaking of which Indiana Jones 5 Talking about, like, it might be a time travel story. Yeah, this is definitely a franchise that I didn't... I don't think they needed Crystal Skull. And I definitely don't think they need this. So, yeah. Not even going to give those two ones too much attention. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Uh, called Across the Spider-Verse. Fucking dope. So excited for that. If you've never seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, it's so good. The animation is so crazy. It's so cool. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, um, it's past its midway point in filming. So they're still filming, but it's past the midway point. So that's good. Uh, the last thing is like, so this is, so it was national coming out day a couple days ago. And that was like, uh, it's like a day to kind of celebrate people coming out of the closet, right? If you're LGBTQ like me or whatever. And that's all well and fine. I think National Coming Out Day is fine. Me, personally, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, cool. Um, you know, I don't care either way. Um, but, like, because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I feel weird that my coming out story is relegated to, like, some weird holiday, which it's not. You know, you can talk about coming out any time. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of just like, I, for me, it's, I think it's good. I think it's a great thing. Uh, but for me, personally, I'm just like, yeah, you know, good job. Good for you. Um, because coming out for me was really scary. You know what I mean? So I just sometimes I don't like to remember some of it. But uh, DC came out and said that John Kent uh, is bi or bisexual. And John Kent is... So if you don't know who John Kent is, he's Superboy. He's Clark Kent's uh, son. Um, 
and a, a lot of people seem to be confused. So like in the in the the one of the panels or whatever, he's like kissing this this other this other boy or whatever, this other guy. And like I don't know where they were or I I don't read the comics, so I don't fucking know. Um, but it wasn't even like a big deal. It was like they were friends and they were hanging out and then they kissed or whatever, you know. Um, and then so what happened was is a bunch of like the big huge media places like CNN and Fox and all them shits whatever made articles about it like like it was this huge deal which it is don't get me wrong that's really fucking cool because i think everybody deserves to be represented in in fucking comic books okay i think it's great and i think it is a big deal but when you when you make whole article when when big news outlets make whole articles like that you're just you're just begging to get to, to bring all the fucking bigots out. And then we all have to fucking read their shitty comments about how it's weird and gross and I'm, I'm a fag, Sam's a fag, Sam should die, whatever, all that bullshit. And I just hate that, okay? Anyway, it's just really funny to me that some people are, like, getting really confused because they think it's Clark. And, uh, like, all the comments, are, you know right away, this is this is how you know that they just want to be bigots, right? They're just waiting for a chance to to find an excuse to say something super bigoted without sounding like a bigot. They want to sound like they're profound by saying something like, "I don't know why you need to do that and and shoehorn in um, them all of a sudden. Why you got to change Superman like that? He was fine the way he was, and blah blah." blah. And it's like. You know the character's only, like, five years old, right? Like, he was... Like, John Kent was literally, like, a baby. Like, a, like a year ago or two years ago? I don't even remember what it was. But, like, he was, like, a literal toddler. Like, just, like, a couple years ago. So he's still he's still fairly new as, like, an older and adult character. Right? So you didn't see much about him until just now, technically. So it's really not that out of the realm of possibility for him to just realize, hey, I'm bi. You know what I mean? And so many people, you can tell how stupid people are when they right away are just like, well, why would you change Clark Kent? Why would you change Superman like that? It's stupid. Like, you don't have to do this and whatever. And, like, they're trying to, like, write some, like, ten-paragraph explanation of why it's weird to change Clark Kent into being gay number one it's really not that weird okay some people don't realize they're gay until they're 80 number two dc is probably never going to do that in the first place they're not going to take bruce wayne or clark kent or john stewart or barry allen or whatever and all of a sudden be like oh by the way they're gay okay dc's not fucking jk rowling with her stupid shit okay they they fucking they're not going to do that okay you can calm down number three why does it bother you that much? <laughs> like, imagine being such a fucking snowflake that a comic character who's not fucking real, being gay or bi or LGBTQ in any manner, gets you that, like, up in a panties. Like, you got your, your panties so far up your own ass that you're trying to find more stuff to stick up there so you can stay that way. Like, 
what is <laughs> that's so fucking and you could probably come at me right on the other side and be like well sam you're crying about it right now oh yeah absolutely i am because i think it's fucking dumb like it's so it's funny and it's sad you know what i mean so like i have to like say something about it as a fucking queer trans person it's just so fucking weird to me you're weird like you're it's not like <laughs> it's not like when i see like clark ken kissing lois i'm like oh god why do they have to shoo in their hetero relationship like what you know what I mean? Like that'd be that would be so goofy. That would be so goofy. And you know it. Like, I don't know. People are weird. Like, imagine being such like a crybaby, such a sensitive fucking crybaby, that someone being gay affects your life that much that you leave like these long ass comments on a CNN article about it. You know what I mean? It's fucking weird. So anyway, John Kent is bisexual and I think y'all can live with that. You know, I don't even think half y'all that I'm even talking to are even reading that comic. So like, and I'm not even reading it. So I don't even know why I care so much. I think it's great that he's bi. Who cares? You know what I mean? If he was straight, I probably wouldn't have cared either. So really it's like, really I'm just kind of critiquing the people who are mad about it, who aren't reading the comic. You know what I mean? Because anybody who is reading the comic doesn't really care. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. People are weird. Sometimes I have to use the newscast to rant about LGBTQ stuff. And, uh, yeah, so sorry if that bothers you. But it's just weird. People are weird. People are so sensitive. It's fucking funny. That being said, uh, I'm going to go be gay really quick. And I'll be right back. And we'll get into the Boom, check that out. Okay, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there, where to follow, where to listen, where to party, where to poop, where to pee, where to wash your hands, where to pet Smokey. And, um, yeah, I fired him again. So, you actually can't pet him because he's a fucking puff. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I here's here's what I always say. Two most important links on that page um, is, well, obviously, the, the most important one is, like, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever. Yes. But, like, other than those links um, and the YouTube and whatever, but other than those, the Discord and the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Anime Summit. You're giving us money to, like, buy stuff, buy new equipment. Um, I'm waiting till there's enough money in there where I can upgrade all three of our hosts' computers and things like that. Um, maybe not Danny so much because she just got a new one. Um, but, like you know, get her more equipment for other stuff that she wants to do, like more streaming, things like that. And we're going to upgrade Nick's thing, computer next. Um, his is like top priority right now. So um, you're kind of helping make that happen, make make doing the podcast easier for us. And when it's so much easier for us to do with better equipment, the more extra stuff we can pump out for patrons or just everybody in general. And I just love that. And also I Put up exclusive vlogs, exclusive podcasts, solo casts, things like that. So, boom. Uh, and the second, even more important than the Patreon, in my opinion, the Discord link. Because all th- us hosts are in there talking, hanging out. We're talking about real-life stuff. We're talking about food. We're talking about, um, you know, not safe for work stuff. Like, hey, I'm a fan of this doujin and this hentai. Talk about this anime. Talk about current airing shows. We have Manga Book Club. Saturday nights now Danny's doing watch party um which they're almost done with and they're gonna take a small break but then like she's gonna do another show um group watch 
things like that. And that's what's cool about Discord is like it's got those voice channels where everyone can hang out and one person can like stream a show or whatever and then just watch everything. You can just watch stuff together. So it's great. So I think it's I think community is really important and I'm all about taking space. Um taking space up in the anime community for all us fucking weirdos and people who have felt you know in our local anime communities have felt like outcasted by like the douchey edgelords and 4chaners and shit you can come to my fucking discord and be weird and be fucking goofy and whatever the hell you fucking want so hell yeah uh let's get into the anime news shall we Mobile Suit Gundam Trilogy. So so when I say Mobile Suit Gundam Trilogy, by the way, I mean like the three compilation movies that make up the original series. Some people find that those are easier to watch. I mean, absolutely. I agree. They are. They just fucking are. Um, they're all going to be f- free on YouTube. Um, uh, so I think they're going to put the first one, October 22nd, 23rd, the second one, and 24th, the third one. And then they'll just be fucking on there. So if you're not subscribed to like the main Gundam YouTube channel, I've I I talk about this all I literally talk about this all the time, you guys. I literally talk about this all the time. The the Gundam Info YouTube channel is the official Gundam like thing, right? So so back in the day on the internet when when I was a kid on the night in the nineties in the two thousands I should say. The main, like, online source for Gundam stuff, the official online source for Gundam stuff was Gundam.info.com. And it was, like, the portal site. And now it's just called Gundam.info. But, like, it was, like, the portal site for everything Gundam, right? There was forums, there was chat rooms, there was message boards, whatever. Now they just use the social media and their website to, like, link to all that stuff. But they have a YouTube channel, and they've had this YouTube channel for a long time, and they just straight up, straight up, dude, they just upload straight up fucking whole ass shows. Literally, the whole season of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, the whole season of SD Gundam World Heroes, San Goku um, World Heroes, Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise, like I don't, I don't, I don't even. I don't, let me just explain this to you, okay? Gundam Build Divers Rise, all twenty six episodes. Vietnam dub, Indonesian dub, English dub, English, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korean, Thai, French, Italian dub. They've literally uploaded this show seven different fucking times for everybody to enjoy. All 50 episodes of Gundam Seed Destiny. Okay? All, dude, all 20-some episodes of Gundam Unicorn 0096. You can't make that shit up. Literally free Gundam, okay? Don't have to go to Crunch, no Crunchyroll. You ain't got to go to no Foony, Foony, Baboony. You ain't got to go to no High Dive, no nothing. It's literally right here. And this is actually where me and Nick watched Thunderbolts, I'm pretty sure. Because I think it was on here. Um, if you just go to videos, you can find, like... Like, if you go to playlists, obviously, you can find it, right? But, like, if you if you just scroll through the videos, you can find, like, just, like, the, the few episodes of this or that or whatever. Sometimes they'll put, like, just the first two or three episodes of one thing to kind of get you into it or whatever. Um, 
But dudes, I got to tell you, Iron Blooded Orphans, like, Iron Blooded Orphans was not even like, it wasn't even that old when they put it on here. It literally was like, not even a year old when they put the whole series on here. So, if that doesn't tell you, you know what it is, then, like, you know that, that that's how much they, they, that's how much they care. That that's how much they want you to fucking consume the bitch. I have no doubt in my mind that when Hathaway gets off Netflix, if it ever does, they're just gonna put it on here. Um, so yeah. Anyways, there's my Netflix. There's my Gundam Info YouTube channel rant again. Free, free Gundam. TMS, so this is not a news article, this is an interest article, but TMS Entertainment's first female producer explains how the anime industry can be improved for women. Megalobox producer Minako Fujiyoshi talks about industry conditions in the female character writing in the Megalobox anime. She spoke at an online panel hosted by the Femme International Film Festival, which exists to highlight the work of women producers, writers, directors around the world. Um, Fujiyoshi is TMS Entertainment's first female producer in the panel. She spoke of the conditions for women in the animation business. According to Fujiyoshi, the number of women working in the anime industry has increased considerably over the past 20 years since she began her career at TMS. It is no longer an environment where it is tough, dirty, and you can't go home. However, she did also point out that because the number of workers has increased, it has also gotten harder to be promoted. She said that regardless of gender, it is important to, for people to develop individual strengths that will get them noticed. Although women tend to be quick to acclimatize to the role of production assistants due to the need for strong communication skills and empathy, it requires a tremendous amount of effort for them to advance in the workplace over a long period of time because of factors like marriage and childbirth. Fujiyoshi said that she is currently still the only female producer at TMS, mentioning that even other outstanding women at the company would transfer to other departments instead of continuing on the track to become a producer. If there is a way, to, she said, if there is a way to create an environment where it is possible to devote to work for long periods of time, I think the industry would improve overall. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting thing uh, to hear about uh, workplace environments in the anime industry, just because, like, you know, we talk about how they treat animators and stuff like that, and you just kind of wonder how they treat certain genders or certain groups of people. Um, you know what I mean? So. It's interesting. I always think that stuff is interesting as like a sociology minor like, that interests me. Dude, okay, but honestly though, all the seriousness aside, I got some new anime hype for you. Ones that I haven't talked about. Because again, I'm trying not to repeat fucking things like fucking three weeks in a row like I always do. But post-apocalyptic TV anime Sabe Kui Bisco. Sabe Sabe Kui Bisco. We're going to have a new Bisco scale. Rust Eating Bisco is what it's called, based on a light novel series by Shinji Kabukubo. Kobukubo. Um, the story is set in Japan after a rusting wind has corroded everything. People live in fear that the rust that corrodes cities and life in general. A boy named Bisco Akaboshi from the despised Mushroom Guardian tribe embarks on a journey to obtain the rust-eating mushroom, a miracle drug that purifies all rust to save his dying teacher. Uh, yeah, dude. It's kind of like a journey. You know, self-discovery shit, maybe. Maybe he just makes some friends along the way. He fights some bitches, hunts some bitches. It's like kind of, almost kind of desert-like because everything is dry and rusted, you know? So, I don't, know, I don't know. It looks kind of cool. I like the character design. Very anime. Very spiky hair. 
big goggles, main character, angry man Johnson. That looks cool. Police in a Pod. Um, the official website for the television anime of Miko Yasu's Police in a Pod anime. Uh, Hakozume Koban Joshi no Gyakushu. Um, the English subtitle video announces more cast staff members. Um, it's like these two uh, cute girls. They're two police officers. The police comedy centers on female police officer Kawai, who had enough of a career she wasn't she wasn't even that into. She was about to hand in her resignation when the unthinkable happened. She met the new female director of her station. After spending a little time with this gorgeous role model, Kawai realizes that maybe she isn't quite done being an officer at all after all. So yeah, I guess it's, it's just about these two girls being cops or whatever. So in Japan, so I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. It might be like a slice of life kind of thing. It doesn't really say, but uh, yeah. It's a manga that was in Kodansha's Morning Magazine started in November 2017. So, um, Idea Factory reveals Dimension Tripper Neptune Top Nap Rail Shooter game. Uh, yeah, it's like a pixel rail shooter, but instead of and then the logo lo- it says Top Nap, but it looks like the Top Gun logo, but it says Top Nap. Uh, speaking of which, they're getting another anime with two new OVAs. So if you're into Hyperdimension Neptunia, there you go. Uh, this looks super cute. My Dress Up Darling uh, anime reveals staff at Cloverworks. This year's 21, 21st issue of Square Enix's Young Gon Gon magazine revealed the staff members for the television anime of Shinichi Fukuda's My Dress Up Darling manga on Friday. Um, I think we talked about this one before. but um, Traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls, doll artisan hopeful Wakana Gojo passes his days as a loner. Finding solace in the be- in the home ec room at his high school, to Wakana people like beautiful uh, Marin Kitagawa, a training girl who's always surrounded by a, th- a throng of friends, is practically an alien from another world. But when cheerful Marin, never one to be shy, spots Wakana sewing away one day after school, she barges in with the aim of roping her quiet classmate into her secret hobby, cl- cosplay. Oh yeah, we did talk about this one, yeah. So she like dresses and dresses him up and stuff like that. It's supposed to be super cute. Um, but yeah, Cloverworks. I'm glad that we got that. Uh, we got that bitch. KSK Shinohara is directing the anime. Um, he did Black Fox A3 season, spring and summer. Uh, Yoriko Tomita is in charge of series scripts. Um, he did as Miss Beelzebub likes Osama- Osamake Ramcom. Um, and then Kazumasa Ishida, who did Kiznaira Sekana the movie, who's a character designer. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Platinum End. We've talked about this one before, but uh, yeah, this is the one with the angel, angel guy. Everyone's graduating. He's depressed. He receives some salvation from the form of an angel, and he's pitted pitted against twelve other chosen humans in a battle, and the winner will become the next god. So yeah, my idea of fun is killing everyone. Uh, Sayuki Reload Zero In Anime reveals theme song artists. Um. It's still no release date. Oh, no. Premieres in January, so winter season. Sayuki Reload Zero in. Um, hell yeah, dude. I, it doesn't say... I think it's a remake. I think Didn't we talk about this as a remake? I'm pretty sure it was. But anyway, that's coming out in winter. Here's some crazy news, y'all. Disney Plus is going to stream, and they have the rights to the Tatami Galaxy sequel anime, the Tatami Time Machine Blues. Um, yes, I am announcing this new anime and also that 
Disney got the streaming rights to it. In the sequel novel story, the Tatami Galaxy's protagonist troublemaking friend Ozu gets the student apartment's only air conditioner remote control wet, breaking it on a certain midsummer day. The students wonder what to do about the situation for the remainder of the summer and make a plan with Akashi. An unstylish male student from 25 years in the future arrives in a time machine. The protagonist travels back in time to try and retrieve the remote control before it's broken. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, I was not... I, I love the Tatami Galaxy. I think it's great, a great show. It's a great story. I just don't think it needed to be fucking 12 episodes. It was just way too long of this guy going nuts. I think I would have loved the movie better. Um, or if it, or the series itself was a movie better. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was too long for what, what it was. Um, but I think it's great. But speaking of which, right? Not only that. So not only is Disney going to stream the Tatami time machine blues, they are also going to do black rock shooter. Don Donfall, the black rock shooter anime that I talked about last week. Jesus. And Summertime Rendering, which is another anime. Um, this one was um, about the guy who returns to his hometown. Um, I think that's a movie. It's based on a manga. Yeah. So, and here's the thing, right? Here's why I, that might be kind of goofy, right? But it's kind of cool. Because Disney has that property called Twisted Wonderland, um, where it was like a, it was like a smartphone game where they took like anime villains and they fucking like husbando and waifu'd all of them. Um, it's called Disney's Twisted Wonderland. It is now getting an anime project. The official the official Japanese Twitter account for the Disney Plus subscription service announced on Thursday that the Disney Twisted Wonderland smartphone game is inspiring an anime adaptation project. The announcement did not reveal any further details. So here's the thing. That is all fucking amazing and cool, don't get me wrong. But now it's like now I'm now I got to fucking give more money to Disney cuz now they're going to do anime shit. It's like can't win. You're just always going to give money to Disney cuz they have great movies you want to watch, but then now they're going to have anime. It's like, sucks. Ah, uh, capitalism. Netflix adds Ghibli's Earwig and the Witch outside of U.S. on November 18th. Uh, so, yeah, I'm finally gonna, we're finally going to get to watch this. I mean, I was definitely going to watch this some other way, uh, some other time, you know? But, I don't know, now I might just wait. Um, you can watch the Earwig and the Witch. Uh, Shonen Sunday Editor-in-Chief Takenora Ichihara steps down after six years. Uh, Takinori Ichihara announced on Wednesday that he has stepped down as editor-in-chief of Shogakukan's weekly Shonen Sunday magazine after six years and three months. Um, he stated on Twitter that the magazine had been in an unprecedented crisis, crisis but dramatically improved business performance during his tenure, and he is passing it on to the next generation. Um, Ichihara personally made decisions on manga content, from debut one-shots to new talents to new series, veteran writers. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, it doesn't really say why. I guess he just, maybe he's ready to just retire? I don't know. Sentai Filmworks acquires Kakegurui anime's second season. That's pretty cool. So yeah, they're going to fucking, they're probably going to get the live-action show too. That'd be cool. Dude, so you know how we talked about last week and Dirty Pair? There, how they like got the Kickstarter page for the English dub Blu-ray disc of the original eighty-five anime, 
and how Jessica uh, Caveo was going to return as Yuri. They now have got um, fucking Pamela Lauer out of retirement to come back and do K. So that is really cool. The two original um, voices for the 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 classic Dirty Pair OVAs that we got in English are now doing the series as they probably wanted to back then and now finally get to. So that is really cool. New anime studio established in Kochi Prefecture, Studio 8 Colors. A new anime studio was established in Kochi Prefecture in July 2021. Studio 8 Colors launched as a hand-drawn animation with a focus on utilizing digital technology. Studio Colorado founder Hideo Uda is the CEO of the new studio. Former representative director of Studio Graphinanica Nobuhiro Ito will participate in the board of directors of Studio 8 Colors. Um... Studio Colorado is known for such anime as Typhoon Nor- Noruda, Penguin Highway, and A Whisker Away. The studio worked on the Tatooine Rhapsody anime short in Star Wars Visions and um, Pokemon Twilight series of net anime shorts, too. So, yeah, Colorado is goaded, so this could be really cool. Suspense anime summertime rendering reveals promo video staff. Oh, yeah, this is the one we just talked about. So, um, yeah, we've talked about this one a couple weeks ago, but upon hearing of Ushio's death, Shinpei returns to his hometown of Wakayama City on Hitogashima and reunites with his childhood friend's family. The funeral goes smoothly, but under the surface, something strange is brewing on the island. What mysteries await him on this secluded summer island? And that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. So, Attack on Titan, the final season, anime part two, reveals premiere on January 9th. The visual that they came out with it is Aaron standing in the in-between. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil it out for anyone else. You'll know what I mean when you see it. (laughs) Or if you've already read it, then you already fucking know. I've already read it. I already know what happens. Hopefully that they do it justice or maybe they do it better. I don't know. A lot of people hated it. Um, Then apparently they came out with like an alternate version or a version that added more pages that kind of made it better. I have no idea. I got to talk to other like attack on Titan fans about it and see what they think. Um, and explain it to me better. Cause like I just read what came out or what, you know, and apparently that was the version or something. So I have no idea, but we'll see. Fire force manga is entering its final arc. Um, the manga inspired a television series in 2019. Uh, the series had a quote-unquote second chapter that premiered in 2020 uh, and ran for 24 episodes, which I still haven't caught up to yet, by the way. Um, but yeah, the manga's... Okubo previously hinted in the author commentary of the manga's 23rd compiled book volume in May 2020 that the manga was in its final stage and that he is planning for Fire Force to be his final manga. Um, yeah, dude. The manga's third first volume will ship on Friday... Um, yeah. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. It's entering its final arc. So I can only imagine the anime is probably going to have like, I don't know, a few, two, three more seasons, right? Because I don't know where the second part of the anime goes to. So we'll see. Um, this is really cool. So the original cast of Kawabu, the original Japanese cast, they are going to dub the Netflix adaptation in Japan. 
So the person who played Spike in the in the original Japanese anime is going to play Spike in the dub, the Netflix dub for Japan. Pretty funny. Thought that was hilarious. Um, sing a bit of harmony anime film. We talked about this one too. This is the one girl who like comes across by the the Kebu High School, and uh, she's like really good at like being an athlete. But then she comes across the music room, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Um, but yeah, JC Staff. Uh, it looks really good. I really love the art. It looks super cute. Um, so that's a reminder for you. Oh, this is a new one. Rusted Armor for winter. Winter season. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's kind of goofy. It was like that 2.5D CG style. And it looked like a fucking steampunk like samurai shit. Um, but I don't know. It looks okay. You guys watch the trailer and let me know. I think it looks kind of goofy to me. Honestly. But, um... Solo Entertainment produces new Rick and Morty animated short. Adult Swim began streaming an 11-minute The Great Yokai Battle of Akihabara animated short on Sunday for the Rick and Morty animated television series. The short will also air on Toonami uh, on October 16th. Masaru Matsumoto directed the short at Solo Entertainment and Solo Digital Arts, Inc. produced the animation. Um, now Hiro Fukushima wrote the script and Tetsuya Takashi composed the music. Uh, so yeah, now when Nick says... Uh, Rick and Morty best anime. He could just—he literally could just refer to this, and it'll be true. Uh, uh, the adult swim describes the short. Rick's toaster is broken. To repair it, he and Morty must go to Akihabara to find the perfect screw and battle an old rival along the way. Yeah, Studio Dean previously produced a five-minute Samurai and Shogun animated short for the animated series. Um, but yeah, that's pretty funny. That's how popular Rick and Morty is, man. Uh, Crunchyroll Originals animated shows High Guardian Spice and Freak Angels reveal new trailers for new. Wait, wasn't this anime? Wasn't High Guardian Spice supposed to come out like fucking forever ago? Or is this like a new? Yeah, I was played the premiere 2019, and it finished production in 2019, and they'll be available October 26th. Yeah, the only reason I don't... I shouldn't have talked about this. The only reason I don't like talking about High Guardian Spice is because I know when I do, there's going to be a bunch of people who will get mad at it because they're going to say it's like, you know, whatever this, hyper hyper snowflake, whatever this, whatever that, bullcrap. And uh, I have an opinion on it. I just don't care to talk about it because I don't want to give... I don't want to fuel people. I don't want to fuel people's debate on this shit. I can tell you though, my my opinion on how it looks. I think it looks kind of dumb. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like the art style. Like I think I know what they're going for. Like they're going for like a kind of a cute look. It just like the girl with the the little witch girl with the blue hair. I don't like. Like why does her face look so f- um, squished? Like it looks like hor- like a hamburger. You know, like horizontally, like her nose. They're, I mean, all their noses are pretty high up there, like, in between their eyes. But hers, especially, just for some reason, looks really weird. I like the design of, like, the red-haired, tall, like, elven girl. I don't know. I just don't like that art style. It looks kind of weird. But anyway. Uh, Skypiece, the Lethal Weapons, perform new theme songs for Mazika Party TV anime. Um, yeah, I think this is, like, a kid's card game anime kind of thing. The franchise's story centers on wizards who gather Mazika in order to save the world. Junior high school student Kezaru 
wakes up after a strange dream featuring himself as a wizard, a creature called Mazin, and a mysterious girl. The next day, his friend Karachi proudly shows off the newly launched Mazuka Party card game. To Kazuru's shock, all the characters drawn in the game's cards look just like the ones in his dream. So yeah, I don't know. This is it's probably like a new kind of like, it's like future card buddy fight, I think. Um, but kind of more like a fantasy wizard kind of thing instead. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the big piece of news, which like really I don't know how big it is. It could be really huge. You'll never know. Uh, but Toei Animation and CJ Entertainment are announcing a partnership. If you don't know what CJ Entertainment is, they are the Korean film distributor who uh, did, who produced and distributed Parasite. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Toy Animation announced on Tuesday that it's forming a business partnership with South Korean film company CG Entertainment to plan and produce live-action animated content aimed at the global market, particularly in Southeast Asia, North America, and Europe. Uh, the company plans to start releasing works together in 2024, and the partnership aims to create three kinds of content, entirely new works, animated adaptations of previous hits, and live-action adaptations of previous hits. So, that could be crazy. I mean, Toei Animation is a big company. CJ Entertainment is obviously a really huge company. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what that, where that leads us in a couple of years. That being said, that's all I got for you. So, thank you for listening every week. Like I said, if I didn't cover anything that you wanted me to cover, please let me know and I will cover it. Uh, sometimes I don't find everything in one sitting, you know. Like, I try to gather it, like, throughout the week and just save links and things like that and I, it's really helpful because like some of the people on our discord and shout out to ed ed is really awesome i'm gonna have him back on the newscast more often seriously because he's so fun to talk to and just hang out and talk about stuff like ed's just great okay i'll just say that Ed's just amazing um all my mods are fucking amazing i love all you guys but that being said like i always get like some of my some of you guys on discord and, and ed sending me articles and even danny sends me articles like hey for when you do the newscast and I really appreciate that. I love it so much. But that being said, if you if you feel like I miss something or you say, Hey, Sam, have you tried this website to check for news, for game news, tabletop news, anime news, movie news? Have you tried these websites? I, I might not have tried them. You know what I mean? So just let me know, especially if, if I'm not covering things you, that I haven't covered yet, okay? That being said, I love you guys very much. I will always love you. I love you just the way you are. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.